Hey fam, this is your girl Shannon Jackson from Living Your Life Without Limits. Today's topic is coping with loss and grief. And I brought a special guest with me today, none other than Christy Ahern, who is a licensed therapist in both California and Washington, where she specialized not only in trauma, but certified as a loss and grief specialist. Stay tuned. your mind live your life without limits no more wasting time so don't forget to stay focused while continuing stay on the grind Thank you, Christy, once again for joining us here at Living Your Life Without Limits. I'm very, very excited for you to bring your experience and expertise to this subject matter and to our viewers. Coping with loss and grief is what we're talking about. On a personal note, as I mentioned to you before through um, our email communication, I recently lost my mother to COVID-19 um, and we buried her in the month of August. She actually died in July. And it was such a sudden thing that happened and she died so quickly. And our family is still in the healing process. And I thought, not just for myself, but I looked at where we are in the climate of where we are. So many people are going through different loss. So I wanted to bring your expertise in to talk about it. So first of all, what is the definition of loss and grief or define that for our listening and viewing audience? Yes, sure. So, you know, loss is the actual process of losing something or someone. And we often think of that, you know, when we think of loss, we think of someone dying, right? But there's so many different types of losses that we may experience. And currently, you know, right now in the situation with COVID, you know, so many of us are having um, many different loss experiences from, you know, loss of a sense of safety, you know, in the world and kind of not knowing what the next six months is going to look like and when we're returning to normal or, it may be kind of that sense of loss of freedom, right? That we used to be able to move around freely in the world and now we're kind of more, you know, restricted. Um, social connectedness, right? That's another loss where even in our daily life, even if we were introverts, right? We still kind of went around in the world and we had these small interactions with people every day that help us, you know, in our life and give us kind of this sense of connection with other people. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of been taken away, you know, in a lot of respects with this crisis right now. Mm -hmm. Some may experience loss of job, you know, because of being furloughed, um, you know, or laid off. So there's many, many different losses. And then grief is the reaction, right, to those losses and what we experience, all the complicated emotions you know, that come from those losses and, and conflicting feelings. So, you know, I, I know for me personally, you talked about your loss with your mom and a year ago, I lost my dad to cancer. And um, at the time, you know, there were both these positive and negative feelings of one relief, right, that he was not suffering, 
anymore and he wasn't in pain and also overwhelming sadness at the loss of that physical relationship with him. So, you know, it is just these normal natural reactions we have is the grief process. And so that's kind of the difference between the two. Thank you for that. And it was actually segued me into my next question. So there are stages of grief. And one of the things that I want you to explain to the viewing and listening audience about those stages, but also emphasize that everybody goes through them differently and not necessarily in the same way, or it's not, you start here and you automatically go into those phases. So kind of dive into that with us. Yeah. So I think originally when we think of those stages that were created by Kubler-Ross, right, they were originally created at when she was working with people that were, that had a terminal illness, that were going through the dying process with that, right? And it was kind of, kind of what they may experience as they go through that dying process. And then that's kind of been um, kind of interpreted and people assume that's what grief also looks like, right? We've used that to kind of inform what grief looks like. But the reality is that's not what it was intended for. And it wasn't meant to be looked at in this kind of literal, you know, like linear process that we go through, where we go from one stage to the next and we hit all stages. So, you know, very often we may not hit all stages. We may just hit one or two of them. You know, we may feel like we get to acceptance and then, you know, life happens and there's some event that reminds us of that significance of that loss and we bounce back to a different stage. So, you know, it can look very different depending on the person. And I think the one thing I really want to get across is that grief is so unique. You know, it's, it looks very different from person to person. And it's yeah, we can be even in the same family, right? We both lost a parent and my reaction is going to be different than my sibling where they may look very stoic on the outside. I may feel like I'm falling apart and that's what shows up for me. Um, we're going to have very different reactions because our relationship to the thing or the person is very different and unique. I'm so glad you said that because that's true, even within my own family and others that I know, people expect you to act a certain way, but you're, that's not who you are in your character, so your reaction to it is different, but it doesn't mean your loss or your pain is any less. It's just, as you mentioned, we react differently just because it is unique. So I love the word that you said about it being unique. So I know this is an area you specialize in in particular on this subject matter. So how now that you've given us uh, clarification on what's loss versus what's grief, how to help someone like myself and others? What are some things that we can do? Obviously, seeking expertise for someone like yourself with your skill set, but what are some of the things we can do to help cope better? Yeah. So I think, you know, first being aware of what we may experience is important, right? Because we can sometimes ask ourselves, is this normal? And and to really be able to, I mean, you can even search out there, there's a, lots of books on grief, but really understanding that there's going to be such a wide range, you know, of emotions, right? We may feel helpless, loneliness, you know, shock, we may experience being numb, you know, to it, um, anger, you know, guilt, a lot of times when we, we lose someone. So there's just such a range. And we also may experience physical, you know, reactions to that loss, right? Pain, 
a weak muscle weakness, you know, not being able to sleep or eat well. Um, there's just so many different symptoms that we experience. And so I think one is, you know, first just being able to recognize that what we are experiencing is grief. Um, and instead of like, kind of learning to tolerate that a little bit, I think so much of us learn from society, right, that we, we're taught to, to acquire things in life, right? We're taught like from the moment we're born, you know, okay, got to get that education, got to get that job, you know, get married, all of these things, right? Um, but we're not really ever taught how to lose those things well. Um, and in fact, many of them, but there's so much misinformation out there um, about what we're taught. I mean, I don't know if you can even remember, but so many people in their families may have received messages like, you know, be it, don't, you know, don't cry, like go to your room, yes, 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 don't be a cry yes. baby, be a big boy, big girl. And mm -hmm. we receive these messages and then what it kind of teaches us is, oh, I need to grieve alone. And, or I need to hide these emotions, right? Or I need to be strong because others are uncomfortable with this, right? And so I think in helping ourselves through the grief, one, we need to recognize that we may have been taught this misinformation and that it is okay to grieve outwardly, um, that we need to be able to connect with others, that we don't need to grieve alone. We actually need that social connectedness. We need to share our grief stories. We need to talk about those memories, talk about those feelings, um, you know, really kind of name what they are. And then, you know, practice a lot of self-compassion towards ourselves in those moments and ask ourselves, like, what, what do I need to get through this difficult day, right? Because, you know, we're going to have moments where it's going to feel extremely overwhelming. But if we can recognize that we're not always going to feel this overwhelmed by it, that the intensity of those feelings will evolve and change over time. So when we're having a really bad moment, then it's like, what do I need in that moment? Do I need to, you know, curl up in a ball on a blanket? Do I need to listen to some music that's uplifting to me? Do I need to reach out to a friend and talk about my grief experience? Do I need to write um, about the memories of the person and things that made me feel connected to them? So, you know, I think one, allowing ourselves to feel what we feel and then figuring out how we need to express those feelings, you know, get them out rather than ignore them, push them away, numb them, you know, with food or alcohol, however, whatever we do, right, in our behaviors to try to not experience those feelings. And, um, and then how can, we, how can we get those out and how can we self-care in those moments to maybe bring down a little bit of that intensity and know that we won't always be there. I love the word you said, self-compassion. I mean, that beautifully said during this time, having self-compassion for yourself, caring enough to say it's okay to take that moment. Now, when, where, where is the line drawn? Many people, uh, for whatever reason, there's still a stigma, let me call it that, about reaching out for therapy. Even in something like grief and loss, many of us feel we have to handle it ourselves, or as you said, having misinformation for many, many years where we just feel this is, I have to do this on my own. But isn't there not a point where grief can, grief and the loss can go into something where it can have a negative impact if you don't 
get the right support. Talk to us a little bit about that because sometimes people are so overwhelmed and they haven't reached out or have self-compassion for themselves that it goes into another area that's not healthy, a loss of a relationship. I'm going to give an example. I saw something recently uh, that was very disturbing to me in seeing it was a newsflash of where a couple was getting a divorce and he actually was a minister, pastor of a church in Florida somewhere. And um, because of that divorce and the wife not wanting him, that loss, he killed her. Like, you know, obviously there's some something else going on there, but understanding that you don't want that may be the extreme case that I'm talking about. But, you know, I just want you to un, unwrap that for the viewers of, you know, when are the signs to see that you need something more if you're not getting through it? I guess that's what I want to talk about. Yeah, no, I think that is important because, you know, I think one, it's important because with normal grief, we are going to continue to have moments where we feel better. And then when we kind of go back and forth, right, and that's normal. And we're never, I mean, because grief is about love, right? It's about we loved something or someone and now we no longer have that relationship anymore in our life in the physical sense um, that, you know, we... Um, we need to find ways to be able to still connect to that. But sometimes there's a lot of unresolved things in those relationships, yes, right? a lot yes. of unfinished things. Very often we, you know, we lose someone, um, they die and we suddenly do this life review where we suddenly start questioning ourselves. Um, did I say this enough? Did I do this enough? Could I have done something different? You know, and, and so there's all of these feelings that go with that. And it's, it's when those feelings, um, feel overwhelming and we feel stuck, like we can't move forward through those. And we may experience things like anxiety, you know, depression to where we feel like every time we think about that person, we go into a negative place, mm -hmm. right? We're not moving through it to where we can um, almost think about those positive memories and, and it feels positive to us, but it turns negative, it turns sour for us. And we feel like as we go through life, we're kind of never getting out of that place. We're just continuing to feel stuck and not able to move forward. And it feels really difficult. You know, when we think about that person, we have a hard time being able to have that connected bond with them still, that emotional relationship, that bond that can go on in a positive way. Um, and when it feels like those things like anxiety and depression, all these negative emotions are still overwhelming us to the point that we're, we're not happy in our life. We're, we're not being able to function well in our life. You know, maybe it's affecting our current relationships. Maybe it's affecting, you know, how we're able to, to perform in our jobs, um, you know, or just our overall life satisfaction. When we start feeling like we're staying there in that place and we're really having trouble moving through that, then that's the time when it's helpful to, to think about meeting with, you know, a grief counselor, you know, or a counselor to maybe figure out what are those things that are unresolved and unfinished for me that I need to work through and complete. And it's okay to meet with a grief counselor, even if it hasn't been an death situation, correct? It could be, like you said, right now, so many people have lost their jobs. People have lost income, lost homes. They're in isolation, you know, all the different things that you spoke of earlier. Um, 
So it may also be beneficial during the losses that people can reach out and get some help. Yes, absolutely, especially because, you know, we talked about how we experience so many different, right, up and down emotions, and some of those may be, you know, anxiety, you know, and depression feelings. And, you know, and so it can be very helpful to go in and talk to someone and figure out ways, like, how do we deal with our, you know, racing thoughts that are keeping us in this anxious place, you know, where we don't feel like we're being able to handle it and we're feeling really uncomfortable all the time. And so by meeting with someone, we can learn, you know, what are some tools and things that can help us deal with those thoughts um, and make them more manageable. So, so maybe sometimes people don't know when they need the help or not. Can you give us some quick signs of when it may be beneficial that if you're feeling a certain way or thinking something that this might be a time that you may want to reach out for some professional help? Because sometimes, you know, you don't know, you don't, you don't know what you don't know, right? I think I'm okay, but maybe I'm not okay. You know what I mean? But when is, what is some warning signs that says maybe now, it's a time for you to get the support and help that you need because I'm all about giving people something that they can take away and add to their lives right now. Yeah. So, you know, like one of the things that I mentioned, like anxiety, right? One of the signs, you know, of that would be, I mean, when we're experiencing a lot of anxiety, our bodies, right, are in this constant, almost like fight or flight reaction, the stress response. And we're going to notice symptoms like it affects our, our ability to digest our food, right? We yes, may be yes. experiencing like an upset stomach all the time, right? We may be experiencing headaches all the time. Um, you know, we may just be feeling like short of breath and um, just this nervous energy constantly, you know, where we just feel like we're a ball of nerves. And, and I think when that's, that's kind of taking over and you're having that, you know, come up on a daily basis or even several times a week, then that can be the time where it's really important to meet with someone, counselor, to deal with some of those feelings around the loss that are producing this anxiety. Um, and, you know, it's also the same with, with depression, right? When we start noticing we can't take, we're not taking care of ourselves, you know, in the same way, you know, that's a sign we're not, we're not eating well, we're not being able to sleep, you know, or our sleep's interrupted, um, you know, where we're isolating even more, right? And not sharing what's going on for us. And our world's getting smaller and more constricted instead of more expansive, right? Then, those can be signs that it's time to reach out and talk to somebody. So what is the final thought you would like to leave with our audience today on the subject of coping with grief or loss? If it was one thing that you want to make sure they get and have that aha moment with this, what would that be? Gosh, that's hard because there's a, there's a lot of things that I'd like to get across, but I think one, just recognizing there's a lot of misinformation about there, out there about grief, right? So um, probably most likely what you're experiencing is a normal reaction. So there's a lot of sources out there to be able to look up like what are normal grief reactions, what are normal emotions, what are normal physical sensations. But also I would say, you know, what can be really helpful, you know, and coping is just really also watching where our mind wants to go, right? Because 
the thoughts that we have create the meaning in our life and how we feel about our life and they impact our behavior. And so if we can really connect to where is my mind at right now in this moment, you know, with these intense feelings, what am I thinking? And we can almost shift it a little bit to a little bit more of a coping thought. You know, for example, if I'm saying life is never going to feel normal again, right? When I use that word never, you know, that's, that just has such a sting and impact. But if I can say, you know, life is constantly changing, it's never static. And, you know, people are working on this all the time and things are going to improve slowly over time. So it's just kind of looking at how we're thinking about it and how we might be able to shift that thinking a little bit to something that feels a little bit more coping. Holidays is coming up and many, many people are going to feel overwhelmed during this time because again, people that would have maybe, maybe have been here uh, this year are no longer here. So it's very, very important that they understand that they're not alone and that the feelings are normal, as you mentioned, uh, but get the necessarily help that they need. So how can people reach you? I know we're in the COVID era right now and many people like yourself are offering for people all over the world because we actually have people all over the world that watch the show. We thank all of our supporters that tune in weekly to see and hear and share information with us. But how can they reach you if they wanted to get a grief expert? Yes, yeah, so they can go to my website, um, and I can spell that out. So it's christydahern.com, and that's K-R-I-S-T-I, then a D is in dog, and then ahern, A-H-E-R-N.com. So if you go there, then you can find out my, my phone number, where to contact me. There's also a way to just fill out your information, and it gets emailed to me, and then I can contact you, and I set up you know, a way for us just to have like a quick free consultation to talk a little bit more about what's going on, you know, maybe what your needs are and how I may be of help to you. You know, I do want to say also that um, you know, I've had a lot of grief training um, and I also have been trained in the grief recovery method, which is kind of this brief, you know, seven to eight week method where it really does help resolve some of those, those unfinished parts, you know, that kind of complicate our grief at times. Excellent. Ms. Christie, thank you so much again for your time and sharing your experience and expertise with living your life without limits, and especially during this COVID era where so many people, like I said, have had some form of loss or grief in an unprecedented way. So as we always do, we remember to tell our audience to love yourselves, take care of yourself, because guess what, you're worth it. And in this time of COVID, you may be experiencing loss or grief, but as Ms. Christie have reminded us, you do not have to go through it alone. There is help out there, expert help, reach out, and you can also recover. It may take you a little time, but you can come out on the other side. God bless you and thank you for watching.